<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Everybody want to talk like she got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of little dicks and motherfuckers act like they forgot who day. All right, and we're not doing it twice. Welcome back to. Fuck you. I made the mistake of looking at you. You was the one said you was gonna do it fast, perfect flow. Got big Eminem energy is what I remember hearing. I was fine until I looked at him. What, Lloyd? Yep. How white am I? What, hold on. Just tell the listeners what you're drinking right now. I am drinking oh, a raspberry white claw. For, for the old listeners out there, Alex Schubert makes Wally and the Beeve look like <laughs> look like Jimmy JJ Walker. No, I'd go. He makes uh, he makes Wally and the Beeve look like uh, uh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> I make Jackson Mahomes looks like Samuel look like Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. But all awkward segues aside, welcome back to Fuck, Fuck You, We Like the Bengals, AFC Championship Edition. I'm your host, Alex Schubert, sitting across from me, as always, Lloyd Johnson. No, Lloyd, you heard an extra voice to my left, your right, correct? No idea what you're talking about right now. Really? Uh, voice to my left, Lloyd's right. Introduce yourself, please. Man, I ain't never noticed you had a terrible towel torn in half in this motherfucker. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm going to introduce myself by the terrible towel torn in half. Phil that Pointer, ladies big and gentlemen. Daddy Philly Pointer. Hey, what up, y'all? What up, what up? That, uh, so that terrible towel torn in half. Um, I love it. I found that actually uh, is a new addition to the, the pod studio this year. Because hell yeah, I hell found yeah. it at a... I found the terrible towel at a Bengals game and took a picture of it, put it on uh, Hootay Nation. Uh, and it, Where Alex is now a moderator. It's, oh, shit. My phone is now crying for help. Of course it is. Yeah. It's fucking I've, AFC Championship Edition. I'm tired. You better get your motherfucking mind right, baby. The boys need you. Oh, yeah. No, it's like been Uncle the, Sean when you said that. No, I found it and I tore it in half and. Hell yeah. Put it in, and it's been really fun. You resisted urge to set it on fire. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't really have a lighter on me, so uh, I just uh, tore it in I half and had a lot of fun with it. But yeah, being a... Uh, and now I'll, it graces the giant rhino. Yes, it does. I can dig it. Can I talk about... I don't want to talk about being a mod for too long, but it's uh, it's been fun so far. Oh, yes, you do. 
<laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Because because uh, the first day, and this is actually a bit now, but the first day, some dude in Nashville, he like a Bengals fan, like went allegedly went missing. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. It was oh, some wow. wild shit. He just, he just got thrown in a fucking drunk tank, and his wife made a big fucking deal about it. <laughs> I have no idea what truly happened, and people he got thrown in a drunk tank. In a fucking it. drunk tank. That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, we we were know, kind of a. You, we're, we're you go on a 30-plus year drought of no fucking playoff wins, and then you get two back-to-back. Goddamn, dog. I'm surprised it ain't a lot more folks in the drunk tank. Well, I mean, they were in Tennessee, so. Uh, okay. I can dig it. I can dig it. Bet you the suicide hotline in Tennessee was blowing the fuck up. Oh, I bet yeah. you domestic violence. I bet you domestic <laughs> violence was on the rise. Yeah. And we're not, uh, speaking of domestic violence, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's who we're playing this week. Oh, yeah. Man, that's another fucking, fucking beat your wife city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. Phil, man, how are you, man? It's been a while since you've been on. I'm good, man. Just working and telling jokes when they let me. Oh, yeah. You know how that is. about you, Schubert? Uh, pretty He's much, working. Yeah, Screw him. Working, how are you, Lloyd? Working. I'm doing good. Good. You working in what? Working and telling jokes when they let me and trying to. Hide solidify. those giant hands. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to hide well, these mean, giant hands behind anything, really. There's not a semi anywhere in this room, so I think him hiding those hands is going to be kind of difficult. Probably the only person I knew where both catchers met all year round. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just looks like Mind that. you, he's saying both catchers miss because he's wearing one's on two finger and one on the other three. Yeah. Why do we have to be mean to my hands every week? They're just my hands. Well, I mean, you know, they're your hands. Because <laughs> the guests haven't seen your dick. <laughs> oh, At boy. least not by choice. This is an audio-only podcast. Well, you know what? People are going to get a visual. <laughs> Close your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, and picture a tic-tac with a hole in it. Do you remember that old Foo Fighter video? Which one? Where he has the giant hand, the one that pertains to what we're talking about. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to think. The only ones I remember, I remember Learn to Fly, where Dave Grohl dressed up as like five different people. I uh, remember Black Hole Sun, which was just amazing. That was sound. Yeah, that was sound I know. Totally I'm just saying. I'm like, we're talking about videos we like, right? Oh, sorry. Did I get off topic? Everlong. My bad. Yeah. Oh, that's the one where Dave Grohl had that like that fucking spiky hair. Yeah, right? but he, his hand gets all fucking giant. Oh, oh shit. I, I've I've never really watched the music video for right, that. Never one. mind. Fucking great <laughs> reference. Shut I'm shit. a huge Foo Fighters fan, and just because you're well not. experienced, Lloyd, and the rest of us aren't, don't mean you gotta rub it in, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, as many times as, as Lloyd has now seen the "Don't uh, Don't Tell Me How to Live" music video. Oh God, dude! dude I can't I, stop watching it. I haven't <laughs> watched it yet. I fucking uh, oh. okay. So uh, everybody here knows the the. Well, can we talk about other podcasts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everybody here, do y'all listen to the Middle of Somewhere podcast? Yeah. Right? So yeah. all right. So I didn't yeah. find out until after I went on like a whole rant about it. A friend of mine was like, uh, "Hey, did you hear Chad?" So I, did, I was like, "No, hold on, I wait." Mean, they played the whole damn song. I had to listen to it. Like I, I listened to it afterwards, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I made like a handful of very similar points. I'm like, I hope nobody thinks like I just ripped that off. Like, <laughs> I legit didn't know they had a whole episode yeah. where they tear into it until Yo. well after like. Dead. Like, all right, so I'm sitting there at work watching it on my phone with the headphones in. Right. And I'm dying laughing, and Thomas looks over <laughs> at me. And Thomas is like, is that the first time you've seen that? And I was like, no, dude, I've watched this like 70 times. 
And I'm still Jesus. dying laughing at it. At this point, I if I had to do like an over under, 150. Damn. <laughs> I can't stop. Damn. It's, every time every time I turn on turn on YouTube, I I just can't get past the music, dog. I just oh, no, I'm no, not. No, it, you don't have to. But that's the whole thing. Is it's it's ridiculous. It's so terrible. It's yeah. It, it's all of the terribles. It's it all is. of them. Like yeah, I didn't know that you could fit that many. Like, well, I mean, we are talking. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill patio sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. About Kid Rock here. I know. The guy's revolutionary in music. He's going to fit as much terrible into one song as humanly possible, and then he's going to push the limits every single time he gets a chance. Right. I'm just saying he's done it so unapologetically because he doesn't get it's bad, and I love that so much. <laughs> he's trying to be queuing on Rage Against the Machine. Well, right, but he's also like, yeah. fuck all you haters. Like, dude, no one's even thought about you no for 20 years. Is a fuck Kid Rock. Dude, he has a new song now. Oh, does, I, I don't. Oh yeah, I'm not even ready for a new one yet. Shit. People, people literally sing "Let's Go Brandon" in the chorus. Oh, that's. See, this is why Kid Rock can't. Uh, like, let's, let's go, Brandon. Let's protect this dude. I want him to make a hundred more of these. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I. Uh, it amuses me. Like, I can be in a bad mood and yeah. watch the fuck. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Dude, that, the band, the band that he has in the song, it's you it's mean the, the original truck. Yeah, it's Monster <laughs> Truck. That's the name of the band. The That's name it. of the band is Monster so Truck. Kid Rock, hear me out. Yeah. Kid Rock was sitting around one day and he heard a Monster Truck song, and Kid Rock decided oh. to collaborate with Monster Truck. I think I heard that story. It was originally Monster Truck's song. Yeah. And then Kid Rock's like, I oh, want to do this too. God, yeah. even better. Yeah. It's, Holy shit. Got a soul like oh, an eagle. Um, oh, we don't have to, Schubert. I swear his, it's not uh, necessary. His new song is called We the People. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, a headline from MLive.com says, Kid Rock says, fuck Dr. Fauci. Chance, let's go, Brandon. Calls for unity in new song. <sighs> See, I don't even know if I can delve into a whole new one yet. I don't think I'm done with this last one yet. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that little description right there, and I'm like, man, I might slap a motherfucker. You play this shit around. Why the fuck are we still alive? I understand you're in love with this guy's ridiculousness. I understand that. But Christ the King, man, what the fuck? I mean, like, it would have to be... Like, I would need, like, Lil Boozy to come out with a song like <laughs> the KKK is dope. Like, that's how far... <laughs> That's how like far off of like Target I would need someone to be 
for it to have the same level of interest. Like, like I want you know your boy, Clan Man. <laughs> clan Man, my nigga, I'm a Clan Man. <laughs> I made 300K, then I wore 3Ks. If you got the 3K, say hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, but see, that's so easy because it's it's the same thing. It's like, no, little boozy. I don't think I will. It's like, you know, Kid Rock, man, ain't nobody going to tell me. Sure. Pass, okay, Mr. Mr. Rock or uh, uh, Mr. Kid. I don't know. Which which one do you go with? I don't. Uh, What's his real Mr. name? Mr. Asshole. I don't know. Rich Kid from fucking... 30 miles outside of Detroit. Who, that, used, uh, to, who used to hang in the hood all the time. Uh, no, hang he in with them. He, they, at one point in time, they said he used to, but he fucking did this bullshit. Dude, he went to a private school like 30 oh, miles Jesus outside of fucking Christ. Detroit. His dad's like a fucking, I think if I remember right, I his dad's like a fucking too. like big money lawyer. Oh, for the love of uh, well, his, his you real- know what? Actually, that does make a little bit more sense considering how musically inclined he is. Like he can play every instrument. So I ain't never met a Negro in the hood. I one yet. I ain't never met a Negro in the hood that could play every instrument because they too busy running from the cops. So therefore, we might learn one, and that's a rap. <laughs> the uh, one you don't have to buy. Exactly. Exactly. His real name is Robert James Ritchie. Yep. Uh, Richie Rich. Bobby Rich. Gotcha. Oh. Bobby Jimmy Rich. <laughs> you oh, know what? Man. I think his fucking fan base would love him if he went by that. Yep. If he started going by Bobby Jimmy Rich, he'd be a motherfucking well. Okay, he'd be bigger than he is now, which is actually big. His fan base will he'd love him for big. everything he does. Well, no, I, <sighs> but that's that's part of the fun of like that song is he's like, like the whole one, the whole idea of him, the whole song is basically him saying I don't give a fuck right. about. All right, in the video, he has I don't know. <clears throat> 15 costume changes in the video. Jesus Christ. If you don't give a fuck, you don't do that. I mean, really. Don't do that. And that's why Weird Al said, this is not me. Yeah, what made me watch the video for the first time was Weird Al tweeted out. He was like, just "Just so you guys are all aware, (laughs) this is not me. This is an actual Kid Rock video. Wait, wait, wait. Weird Al had to distance himself from this shit. I know. It was... It was Weird Al left yoga and decided to throw shade at Kid Rock. Oh, God damn. He's like, just so you guys know, this is not me. This is actually Kid Rock. Do you know how good of a burn that is? That is is so good. That is so good. Like, who else can write that burn? That also also takes a massive amount of self-awareness on Weird Al's part. Well, it's not even just a massive amount of self-awareness on Weird Al's part. It's like, he is a guy who makes his living out of just fucking with people, just making the most yeah. ridiculous shit in the world. So he's even looking at Kid Rock going, yeah, I can't. Yeah, even. this is Like, too I'm rid- not like, that it, creative. It was so ridiculous yeah. that the guy who turns music into a ridiculous parody of itself was like, I can't touch this. No. Like, no. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have burnt that if he thought that was something he hey. could have made fun of or could have done a song about. Uh, He's like, no, this is so ridiculous that even I can't fuck with this. So <laughs> he was willing to burn the burn the, the, the connection to the song just like I wonder, up front. That's fantastic. Yeah, oh, That's, it is. That is chef's wonder, kiss <laughs> level of fucking absurdity. I wonder if Weird Al offered, him, offered Kid Rock any money to put that song on his next album. No, no, no. Like, dude, Weird it's going to be ne- funny. Actually, Weird Al will actually never release another album. Yeah, good on him. Man, don't need to. Nah, he just released mandatory. F- I mean, I'm, I've seen Weird Al three times because why, Lloyd? Say it. 
<sighs> You're so fucking white. Damn right. Jesus Christ. That's a reoccurring theme because Lily pointed out to me that I do a big, well, more than, not just Lily, more than one person has pointed out that I do like a big sigh before I tell Alex how white he is. I'm always like, <sighs> you're so fucking white. Yeah. So now it's become, he asks me to do it whenever yeah. he's going to do something. Uh, because I'm Lord. so fucking white. You are a shooter. That no. is actually true. I have seen Weird Al three times. I believe it. I, I might see him again. Who knows? Alex is so white when he sees mayonnaise, he goes, add raisins. <laughs> No, I won't. I won't eat mayonnaise because it's too spicy. There it is. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, uh, you know who actually is spicy. One of our sponsors. <laughs> that one wasn't even. He didn't even try. <laughs> I, I was gonna segue into the Bengals, but then I realized I had to segue into the ad reads first. Yeah, I get it. I mean, if but, you're not doing it for like a hot sauce company or some chicken, you are really fucking up on your segue. No, that's this is an Alex segue. Segue. It's okay. just that's just what you get. Go for it, Alex. But you know, like the podcast network we have, right, Lloyd? <laughs> you know what the podcast network is? Sports, Sports drink. drink, which are not spicy at all, but sure. Yeah. You know, today's episode of Fuck You Like the Bengals is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports, such as Kid Rock. Uh, they're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're not trying to let the funk out. I'd buy. I appreciate them for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know who else we appreciate, Lloyd? Uh, Bengal- the Bengals, I hope. Besides Kid Rock. What the fuck happened last week? I said the Bengals. Yes, I, the I Bengals. Say Kid Rock. I said the Bengals. You I did. You because really did. the Bengals, for the first time since 1989, have advanced to an AFC championship game. Let's give them a round of applause. All right. They beat the Titans 19. Suck my dick, Tennessee. Fuck them. Yeah. They beat the they beat the Titans nineteen to sixteen on a game ending field goal by Connor McLegger. My homie, that God. motherfucker is a goddamn machine. I uh, so Alex, did, or uh, Phil, did you ever hear all of the different versions of names I came up with him to bug Alex? I did not. We had McKicken McKicken sandwich. <laughs> Connor McLegger, what is, I can't even remember. Legatron, even though every oh, kicker word. not named Blair Walsh I was, has had I that was so, like, I was so like I thought I was clever as fuck. <laughs> I was like, all right, instead of Megatron, Legatron. And then I find out like nine other kickers are uh, called Legatron. God I'm like, it. I'm not fucking clever at all. <laughs> <clears throat> so then I just started making up like really shitty ones and sending them to Alex until he <laughs> got irritated with me. <laughs> Which is a real turn of events. Yeah, there. yeah. It was definitely like a it oh, flopped everything on its head. But... Please drop a few of them on me, please. I wish I could remember all of them, but uh, hold on, pull up the message. Uh, let's Schubert. see. It's probably from a long time ago. So it is from a long. I, mean, I can search it. All right. But yeah, it was like Connor McLegger, McKick, and Sandwich. <laughs> like I kept, I just kept making them more and more ridiculous and sending him other names to call Evan McPherson. That is just let's awesome. see. But I found him. Uh, Magic Mac, Legatron, McPherson, Connor McLegger. <laughs> After that, I said, "You can stop any time, you know." <laughs> 
uh, McKicken sandwich. After that, I was like, all right, fine. But that was uh, after the uh, Bengals Vikings game. Yeah, and then there was Where, I don't know, there's a couple other ones that have popped up here and there. But yeah, I I like just keeping making new names for him. Because everybody's like, we'll call him Magic Mac, and I'm like, that's what everyone calls Conor. <laughs> like that's already Conor McGregor's nickname. Yeah, yeah. So before uh, before the game, I actually uh, put uh, forty five dollars on the Bengals' ability to kick two field goals. That's like. A fucking year of your salary, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, between substitute teaching and DJing, that's six months, but who's counting? Hey, 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 dude. There's nothing hey, wrong you know with what? living nah, below the poverty you, line. Bro. I didn't even get a raise. Good job. Hey. Yeah. Word. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh they uh I won my money back like midway through the first quarter. That's always nice. It oh, was yeah. I was watching the game up at my uh my DJ girl gig up at Milano's for a little bit. Then uh, I had to run over to Wiley's to host and I was on stage for, like, the last half of the fourth quarter. I got off stage from my set with four seconds to go. Nice. And Bird. Lloyd and Phil, what happened with four seconds to go? <clears throat> oh, Pimp Daddy McPherson just fucking booted. Right? Drilled it. Two, 52 fucking yards. Beautiful. Pretty as can be. Beautiful. He kicked Tennessee right in the heart. Yep. It was wonderful to watch. I was I was in Wiley's like I couldn't scream. If I was in Milano's, I would have been screaming my ass off. But I was at Wiley's, so I'm just like jumping up and down and like Phil, as an adult man, when's <laughs> the last time you thought to yourself, if I wasn't here, I'd be screaming. <laughs> I gotta say, as an adult man. Fucking never. Yep. All right. Just <laughs> checking. I hate my life. Anyway. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I've never had the thought if I wasn't in this spot, I'd be no, screaming. Never. Never. I just, it was. Uh, why, it, why? It hit my ear in a weird way. I don't know what to say. I just, I was trying to think of what that would be like in my world where I could take that and place it. That That's what people do. They try to relate. Actually, I'm just having fun thinking about Schubert being in the place he wanted to be. Just. Ah! Ah, the place ah, he wanted to be isn't Pocket Hats Girl, but she wasn't there. So. Whatever. All right, sorry, man. I'm, I'll stop uh, picking on you. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I'm being mean to Alex. You are being mean. But it's so much fun. We're going to bring it up on stage if uh, we have a special announcement if the Bengals <clears throat> make the Super Bowl. Fuck yeah. But nah, man. I was uh, I was very excited. Like The staff of Wiley's was like, they were happy for me. They were like, yeah. But I'm just like. Just like red in the face, and there's like you should do cartwheels out in the parking lot. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do cartwheels out in the parking lot, and I did cartwheels in the parking lot of Wiley's. Why Lloyd, is that, Lloyd? How many times as a grown man? I said I'm gonna stop being mean. Have you decided <laughs> that you were gonna do cartwheels in the parking lot of any place you were ever at? <laughs> um. <laughs> said I wasn't going to be mean, Phil. Why are you doing this to me? Oh, I'm just asking you a straight-out question. This is just a me and you conversation. I, there was no point as a child. That I <laughs> Goddamn lawyer said AJ got a damn thing to do with it. What the yeah, fuck? That's, holy shit. There's no point since I've had a penis that I thought... <laughs> 
fuck, there's not a point since my teeth grew into my head that I had that thought. That- <coughs> Lloyd, like, I ain't did a cartwheel since the second trimester. I'm what you talking about? Foot, I'm six and a half fucking foot tall. What you, cartwheel? We talking about cartwheels? Cartwheels? <laughs> it wasn't my idea. It was wild. We got the big ones going to the AFC Championship, and you talking about cartwheels. <laughs> like somewhere Allen Iverson's just... <laughs> He's got a single tear rolling down. <laughs> I hate my life, and I you hate know I said I, I wasn't gonna be mean. I I tried not to be Phil, mean occasionally. Phil, Phil made me do I it. I mean, look, I don't see this as being mean. Just to point out the fact that no adult man that I know has ever thought about doing cartwheels in a fucking parking lot of any building they were ever in. I'm just saying. Maybe Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> I think Mary Lou saved it for the mat. Yeah. Fuck that car parking lot shit. She don't want to fuck up the de- damage the goods. You know what I mean? I, like, I might get a pebble in my hand. You know what I'm saying? What would you have done if you got a pebble in your hand and couldn't have spun the ones and twos at a... Like I said, my hands are so big that I have to spin the ones, twos, threes, I and mean, fours. You're talking about a pebble. He'd have had to, to put his hand on a boulder in order for him to not be able to spin the ones Bro, and twos. This is the only motherfucker I know who doesn't <laughs> spin ones and twos. He spins one by the power of fours. <laughs> That's a smart fuck joke. <laughs> the big hands jokes are back. Oh, they never God. left. Oh, man. they've And if we're on stage at Go Bananas and we're doing the live sewed, spoiler, um, they will be made there. I am certain they will. I'm positive <laughs> they will. Let's talk about some statisticies, shall we? Uh, I'm going to be wider and wider until Lloyd spontaneously combusts. I'm gonna need you to never say statisticies ever he again. He said statisticies, and I went. I'm gonna have to cut my arm later. <laughs> I mean, just to watch blood come out, so I can feel a thing again without being ashamed of hearing statisticies and not saying anything about it. Uh, let's go over some stats, shall we? Joe Shiesty, 28 of 37, 348 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. The big stat: sacked nine times. Still. One. I think they said it's just him and fuck. I can't think of Donovan any other quarterback. Donovan McNabb. Yep. Only two quarterbacks that have ever been sacked more than eight times in a fucking playoff game and still won. That that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that, that just proves we need a fucking O line. I think so. A lot of people are saying that some of the sacks can be blamed on the fact that Joe Burrow holds onto the ball too long. Even then. If you take away two or three of the sacks for the fault of Burr holding onto the ball too long, that's still six to seven sacks in a game, which is not good. I no. mean, the majority of the sacks that I saw watching that game came from people who were either A, uncontested, or B, beat the shit out of their man. Yeah. Was Aden- just able to get right back there. Adenogy and Isaiah Prince got pushed around. Yeah. Adenogy's PFF grade was not great. Right, but he kept trying to reach over to help Isaiah Prince, so I feel like it's unfair how badly he was graded. Yeah. Because Isaiah Prince got trucked like four times in a row, and then Adenogy's like trying to reach a hand over to help like put a hand on somebody. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Or you see him like right before the snap, like pointing back to somebody like, Chip, over here. Like, you know what I mean? Pointing back to the running back like, this guy. Because there were points that Adenogy was like, oh my God, what do I do here? I'm fucked. Yeah, and I mean, but... Like I said, I, I want I want it to be known that it wasn't just him, right? And and a handful of those. Not that he was doing great; he was definitely getting mauled. But he was also trying to Help save out. the other yeah. mauling that was happening. He was trying right to stop him. the bleeding as best he could. Yeah, 
And then uh, they bring in Jackson Carmen, who wasn't starting, and he was fine. Yeah, he did fine. I think I think with time and with coaching, Jackson Carmen, he can be a fine offensive lineman. I mean, if you look at when he actually like blocked, as opposed to when he was just there to be an extra body on the line, he did fine. Okay, you know what? And that's what Zach Taylor said when they drafted him. Like he, he we would have drafted him. Even if we didn't trade down, yeah, but he fits the system, and <clears throat> and that's what you hope um, Jackson Carmen can be for the next. Well, Jackson Carmen's also put on like twenty pounds just since training camp. Damn, and looks like he's in way better shape. Like yeah. he looks considerably like he's slimmed down, but he's actually put on twenty fucking pounds. So, so he's, put on, he's cutting fat and putting well, on I mean, muscle. Yeah, because muscle weighs more than fat. So this <clears throat> guy has just turned into a beast. What I'm saying is, the, it's the kid that's still growing into his fucking giant fucking weird body. <laughs> that's gonna be amazing to watch that kid in a year. I mean, that's the great thing about it. We have so much young talent. Yeah. That <clears throat> if we can fucking keep the shit together we can be a powerhouse for a minute but i think we learned something very important this year as a team young talent matters but you need someone there to show them oh yeah what to do oh yeah absolutely like riley reef i don't care if they resign him or not as long as we get somebody you know comparable to fill that spot whatever right but that sideline was fucking awful and he the was, right side? Yeah, and he was the guy going like, all right, here's what we need to do. Here's the best we can do with what we got. Right. <clears throat> yeah, you get a veteran like that in there to like at least show people like, hey, even if even if we're fucking it up, let's do our best. Right, of course. <clears throat> and I think those guys learned a lot from having him there. Because the left side of the line, like Jonah Williams, he's been a ser- very serviceable tackle. And uh, um, <clears throat> Damn, I just spaced on it. It's Quentin Spain. Quentin Spain, yeah. He's been actually really fucking good compared to what was expected out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, the line, we've always needed an offensive line, like always. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, now we have enough weapons to where if Joe can get a little time, somebody's going to get free. Somebody's going to get free. Oh, so, without doubt. So, yeah. I, I just want them to give him a little, a little bit more time. Just yeah. a little bit. Like the uncontested ones, like, come on, man. Well, that's just also like scheme and stuff like that. Well, that, yeah, that, I know that. Yeah, I understand that. But it's just at the same that, time, it seemed that <clears throat> there was more of the pocket collapsing. There were yeah. multiple times that the pocket collapsed. And even yeah. like there were multiple times that Joe had to dump the ball off. He had to check it down almost immediately because the line collapsed. On yeah. Him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think uh, Alex has made this point and I'll make it again. I think it not not needs to be just addressed in the draft. In free agency and the draft. Yes. Yes. Numerous times. Well, what sucks with the draft, though, especially with, like, the first-round pick, if the Bengals go O-line in first round, they, unless they trade up, they can't pick any higher than 29th. Right, which, I mean, that's not terrible. Honestly, it kind of puts them in a position. I, I, it looks more like in that area of finding a good linebacker in the first round. Yeah. And good linemen in the next couple rounds, just based on where they're going to be. Yeah, because the second, like, there were some lists of, like, the highest um, graded rookies this year. And, and like, the second best O-lineman, like, Rashawn Slater was number one. Creed Humphrey was number two. And he's been, a, he was, like, a he was picked after Jackson Carmen. Yeah. And I think it was, like, Rashawn Slater, Creed Humphrey. I think Sewell was on that list, too. Like, they've all been great. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you're going to get linemen. But linemen do take time to catch up to NFL speed. That's yeah. just. 
and especially guys like Slater, like Sewell, who took 2020 off. I mean, you also look at guys like fucking Whitworth. Wasn't great for his first two two years. Like, statistically, he wasn't very good. And that's why that's why I look at guys like Jackson Carmen and even like Dante, uh, like Deontay Smith. Yeah. Who was like his issue. Deontay Smith's issue coming out of college was he was underweight for a tackle. Right. Hmm. And he I, he has put on weight. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, so, he started off like uh, two ninety. If I'm if I'm yeah, not I think he's up like three thirty ish almost now. Yeah. Okay. Monster. Like he's put on, you know, enough that. It's not all what you want to see because, right. like, body composition wise, which I hate to be that guy, but like, he's still built pretty, like, center heavy. Right. Yeah. But yeah. he's bigger. His shoulders are bigger. He's he looks different. That's what the NFL does to you. It's like, like being when you go from college to pros, like being big and getting big is now your full time job. Of course. Well, also, not only that, but you now have the the resources to do it and round the clock everything yeah guys like i mean uh chip morton all, uh, that whole staff and the bingo side that they're great at like uh after being injured i was a, a buddy of mine works over at ignition sports right being over there and just seeing like the amount of knowledge and resources that that place has yeah there's no wonder that you can turn people into fucking physical freaks out of <clears throat> oh yeah oh yeah i mean the fact of the matter is is that if you're willing to put the work in there's motherfuckers out there that can turn you into a beast yeah and dude. they have all the resources in the world in the nfl to create just fucking monsters right coming from like a more combat sports right. background <clears throat> i've seen transformations where like you know there's guys i knew that fought 205 and then by the time they're like where they should be they're fighting like 170 pounds i'm like hmm how, how? Can and I then, give you a non-football example? Yeah. Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, Kumail just went, this is what can happen if you... Uh, do you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe his trainer is the same guy who trained Mac from Always Sunny. Mm. And that dude is cut. Like, I've like, seen Remember he Mac, put on, yeah. like, after uh, his oh, wife got yeah. pregnant and did that whole season where she was pregnant. Mm. And that's why he put on all the weight the following season. Ah. Well, she said how much she hated seeing herself and everything. So he puts right. on like 60 pounds, gets chubby. And I mean, that was crazy. And I actually heard that he literally gained that weight. And then in between the next two, after that season into the next one, just fucking dropped it all. Yeah. So when he was trying to gain the weight, he was literally like, he would let like a pint of, or a, a quart of ice cream sit out and then just drink it because he couldn't eat that much. Right. So he was like going Jesus. like put it going through hell to put weight on and then when he was working out they were like it was absurd how like motivated he was to do it and really but yeah, yeah i mean I but, like Kamel and and the eternals like you saw this is a skinny non-athletic guy yeah. that given you know the resources that were the you know the hands of marvel studios yeah, yeah. Yeah. It turned him into, it looked like he's never missed a fucking gym day in his life. Well, I mean, the fact is, is that we're talking about people who have the resources to do this shit. Yeah. Like the NFL has enough money or excuse me, they pay their players to where you can devote your life to nothing but physical fitness. Yeah. Like, like NFL players, they make at minimum half million dollar contracts. Right. right. 
So they can hire a full-time – like, they can hire a chef. They can hire oh, yeah. a nutrition coach. <clears throat> I mean, they have training staff for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you're going to compare them to people like Mac, uh, his – Sonny was one of the most highest-rated shows forever. Yeah. It's a cult classic as we speak. Oh, yeah. So, of course, he had the, the resources to be able to get that kind of training in. But – for the average person, that's gonna be a fucking nightmare task. Yeah, like I was, uh, I tried to do one at Crunch Fitness in Oakley, and I'm mm. just like, dude, I can't do this. It's expensive. Yeah, I don't. I'm like a, I make substitute teacher money. I can't I afford you. like a full time fucking trainer and chef and shit. I just gotta no. do my best. And see, you got to remember also when you're talking about the NFL, the extra motivation to it is you're gonna have to go up against a monster. So you have no choice but to put the work in. You have no well, choice not only but that, to build. But you don't want to lose that paycheck. Exactly. That that's about well, what I mean. I that's my point. That. Like, I, look, one falls to the other. You got to go up against monsters. And if you don't fare well against them, you don't get to stay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But the, the Bengals, um, going back to the end, they were some monsters this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Like um, Joe Mixon, for example, 14 rushes, 54 yards, and a tutty. Strutted into the end zone, oh, and yeah, it was yeah. just oh, yeah. so satisfying to it watch. Was. The pictures were great of it. Mixon even posted them, and like that was just like <laughs> that was the touchdown that made me think, "Please, Bengals, don't fuck this up." Oh yeah, because we were all excited, and I, I'm just like, "Man, <laughs> please don't fuck this up," because we were way too excited. And Mixon was too excited running into the end zone for me to. Yeah, that's uh, uh that that that. <laughs> little strut he did a friend of mine posted that clip of that and was just like if this isn't big dick energy i don't know what big dick energy I mean, is look they've been having big dick energy the last three games dog oh yeah. the lad look fucking, the last four uh three out of the last four games yeah wait and what chiefs oh browns. no wait fucking browns yeah <gasps> i mean but i don't even count the browns game because that was worth no nothing. what's bigger what's more big dick energy than like we're not even gonna send our quarterback to cleveland <laughs> oh, he didn't even go. No, he didn't. Oh, even, I thought he was on the sideline. Nope, he, he didn't, didn't even go. go. Damn. How, like, there's a handful of guys who didn't even go. Damn. I don't even. T didn't go, did he? No, I don't, I don't think so. Who I don't was remember. There's like, I remember there's a whole list of I people think, who like, didn't I even think go. Chase went. didn't even go. Yeah. I think Chase went. Chase went. Chase he, went wanted, he just wanted to get that record. He, he was in long enough to get that record and then went right out for the rest of the game. Yeah. I could have, and I and clearly I must be wrong because I thought I saw him on the sideline like chatting with Burrow. No, Burrow didn't like, even go. Rap, he didn't even go. That, I mean, but I mean, hey, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't like losing to the Browns, but I was watching that game going, eh, okay, whatever. Like it didn't hurt me as much as any other time because Here's it was the like, thing. Yeah. there were a whole bunch of names I did not recognize because there were people that came oh, off yeah. the practice squad. Oh yeah, that were elevated to play. Oh, you and that I'm, game was still close. Oh yeah. Oh, that game was a fucking a, another preseason game. Yeah, that's was, what that was. That was another chance for motherfuckers to show that they deserve a was, spot next season. It was Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but, but this week was fucking Burrow yeah. versus Tannehill, and Burrow oh, fucking won the duel. And it was nice. Tannehill choked exactly, exactly when the Bengals needed him to. Literally, first his first pass of the game picked off. Yeah, Jesse Bates came in. That like, was nice. I was nice. No, this is how the game's going to go. I'm, I'm going to say this, though. Even though Tannehill did not come out victorious, the fact of the matter is is that the defense, the secondary, actually, like, fucking made his ass turn it over. Dude. I think that that was mostly just 
motherfuckers like hiding in the right spots to where he wasn't able to see him until right at that moment where they came across. Well, see, this is what I like about what Lou Adarimo was doing. Once once he was getting the looks he wanted, he was putting somebody out in robber position. Yeah. yeah. So he had he, he had Mike Hilton sitting on routes for like ten of the throws. Like yeah. I mean, they went back and they were showing like uh, there were three interceptions, but there were like six six pass plays that were close to interceptions. And like four of them were Mike Hilton, just swatting the ball, or or just being oh, yeah. right, you know, just shy of getting there. I mean, the <clears throat> fact is, is that you know Tannehill, he did his job, he did his job, but we shut him down. The uh, indictment? No, right. but that's just in general. Okay, I um there is there was one Tannehill pass, his touchdown pass to AJ Brown, dude, that was beautiful. I'm not. I'm legit not exaggerating when I say this. One of the most accurate passes I've ever seen. Some of the one-handed catch. Yeah, that little basket yeah. catch. On oh, the my side. Oh, my God. He didn't even move his arm. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that both, was both of them. Dime. Honestly, it was almost as if he walked up to him and placed it there. Like, that's how fucking clean that pass was. It was beautiful. Yeah. Didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And I thought about I even told him, I'm like, dude. Hats off to Tannehill for that pass. They're talking shit about Tannehill. I'm like, that's not a pass that an average quarterback can make. No, not at all. That was a also, but more to the point, throw. that is not a catch that most people can make. So yes, yeah. shout absolutely. Out, I mean, you know, give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I mean the fact of the the fact is that was. I'm just going to call it the perfect storm. It was the perfect pass to the right person that had the ability to be able to create. Because I mean, he. Oh my god. There was really no room for error because the man was literally on his shoulder. Like, it wasn't P.I. or nothing, but he was at a point where if that ball had been one inch or so to the right or the left, if it had been one inch to the right, I think it had bounced off his chest and probably he had to do a little bit more, and that gave the defender more time. If it would have been out further, the coverage was on him so well that he wouldn't have been able to make that stretch out yeah. there. So it was set. I was like, holy shit. It was pretty. Yeah. It was a beautiful Like, throw. right over his shoulder, too. Like, it came right over his shoulder. I was like, fuck. There's no defense for the perfect pass. Nope. But the Bengals didn't need that. So, thankfully, uh, that was actually the only seven-point touchdown yeah. that the Titans got. They got one, and then they failed to – the Titans failed to go for two. Dude. Multiple people brought up the fact that Derrick Henry did not look 100%. Uh, he looked like he usually looked to me. I don't know. I didn't – I didn't see I mean, like he didn't seem slow. He didn't. He seem... didn't. To be honest with you, he was giving us more trouble than anybody else on the ground out of Tennessee. I'll tell you what it looked like. It looked like DJ Reader wanted a new contract. <laughs> yeah. DJ Reader lived in that fucking backfield. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. you could see Derrick Henry looking for him. <clears throat> like you know, you, you see running backs will get the ball and they're looking for that gap. Right. There's a couple times like you see Derrick Henry like staring off where DJ Reader was trying to cut the other way. Mm-hmm. And if you're cutting away from someone, that means you're not you're not taking the best. You're not you're not looking for the cut. You're looking how to not run into this guy again. Right, right. Derek, and I think that's the great part about what DJ Reader was doing in that was he threw him off. He he, he scared him. Uh, I was to say, uh, Deontay Foreman had more rushing yards in four carries than Derrick Henry did in twenty. Damn. Yeah, he had that one big breakout. Yeah, which he did. Was... Which, I mean, the fact is, is that that's what I saw out of Henry mostly was it was like, yeah, they were shutting him down, shutting him down. But when he got free, it was like, son of a bitch. Will somebody get that motherfucker, that's, please? That's what he does. Yeah. 
It's yeah. like when he gets free, it's almost as if there's no bringing him down. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying those who said that he didn't seem at 100%, I'm not exactly sure what they were looking at. I'm Well, they're used to watching him you know, run for people. more. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that. But you also are running against a defense that's already beat the number one team in the AFC. So, I mean, let's give these boys some credit for being able to contain that man. Well, yeah. I think it was just a good plan defensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it, it panned out the way we wanted it to. They Absolutely. They weren't able to contain really A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown had five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. That's a good A.J. Brown-ass game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julio had six for 62, but other than that, fucking nothing. He was looking for Brown and um, Julio the whole game. But, also, uh, I want to say that it seemed like they still were double, double covering Julio as much as they were Brown. Yeah. I mean, because who else do the – titans really have well i'm just saying when you're looking at like the way they were going right because they kept dropping hilton down into that like robber spot mm-hmm. and they were having Bates go over to whichever side julio was on I, I feel like more than they were brown well i mean the fact is is that that may be true but look at how many passing yards they ended up with well, they I'm saying ended up think, with 220 yeah i'm just saying i think they that uh teams are still just as scared of julio as they are anyone else on the field yeah, because he's fucking Julio Jones, and you—I mean, like, <clears throat> my take is that he's the best wide receiver of the 2010s. He's up there for sure, and you have to treat him until he retires, like he's fucking Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the Bengals' end, um, for receiving, the leading receiver was Jamar Chase, who uh, five receptions, 109 yards, had that clutch ass catch with te- with like fucking five seconds to God, go in the yes. fourth. Beautiful, so um, nice. T. Higgins, seven receptions, 96 yards. I messed this up on the slideshow, but I looked it up to correct myself. C.J. Uzama, seven receptions, 71 yards. Tyler Boyd. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like I wrote 77 receptions for one yard. He wrote 77 for one yard. Like, this dude just kept catching the ball, like, inches away from the mix. down after check down. Uh, Tyler Boyd, two receptions, 17 yards, and Samaj P. Ryan. I fucked up again on the slideshow. One four-yard reception. That's really can we, it. Can we just – can we all agree, like, I know that everybody loves Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah. I know the players love him. I know coaches love him. He was Mixon's uh, guy at Oklahoma, too. Can we just stop th- throwing the ball at him ever? I mean, if, if you're not going to get another back to play, like, the power back role, I, okay, fine. Stop throwing the fucking ball. I mean, is this Samaje's contract here? I don't. I, I I hate being mean to people like that, but just <laughs> I. There's so many better people out there to get that. I mean, we do have a fucking core of receivers, and to be honest with you, fucking mixing has got some sticky hands as well. Evans so. is a way better receiver. They just want that big body back there to yeah. block. I get having P Ryan back there for that, but why not have one of your Tight ends fill that spot. Let them play like the, the old, old school, Drew Samps. Like, yeah, like old school fullback role. Like we had Ryan Hewitt, do it, Ryan Hewitt doing it for years, and he was fucking great at it. Which we might interview him in the offseason because I ran into him at Ryan House. Yeah, and Drew Sample, the way that kid blocks as a tight end, I think he would be great in that halfback, that, you know, that split tight end fullback mm-hmm. role. <clears throat> so I don't know. Like I just I don't see the need to keep. P. Ryan around. Y'all let that man P. Ryan make his money. Stop 
Stop hating on his See, hustle. I don't even like. I, don't, I, I hate saying it because. But also, like everybody's like, oh yeah, like you know, coaches love him, the, the players love him. Blah, blah. I get like a locker room presence mattering, right? But just don't throw the ball at him. <laughs> Can I give you a hot take? He'll be a giant next year. Maybe. I was cool. trying to think like, to New York. I was oh. trying to think like Jets maybe, but they have like fucking eighty-two backs. Jaguars, but they have. Um, I was trying to think of like the shitty teams, but the Jaguars have James Robinson. They have ETN coming back next year. They have a good. I'll bowl. tell you this. They have How a good about if I don't too. ever remember the name Samaj P Ryan after this year, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the uh, he's working. Okay, at, that was me. If he's working <laughs> furniture fair next year, you know what? I'll buy I'll buy a new couch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this boss will be Anthony Munoz. Yeah, that's just. But you know I what? hate being mean to people like that. But if I never remember that motherfucker's name again, I'll be perfectly fine. But you know, if you've dropped four <laughs> of the, if the four times this year important passes were thrown your yeah, way, you not only yeah. either dropped them or caught them and fumbled them, yeah, or dropped yeah. them or caught them and fumbled them, yeah, because he did all of those things on four very important passes. He did. And, and I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you. It's just funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he seems like a really nice dude, but yeah. I don't need he has nice a good guys. beard. Mine's better. Yes, yours is better. Uh, but yeah, so uh, fucking, I still think, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the player of the game was fucking Evan McPherson. Dude. Shooter. Dude. Insane. Ice in his goddamn veins. You dude. know what? Four for four on field goals. I couldn't love point. anything more than when they were interviewing Burrow afterwards. And he was like, well, uh, did you talk to Evan before he went? He's like, yeah, he's already talking to Brandon. And, uh. <laughs> so he got up, shrugged off his coat, and went, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship yeah, game. Yeah, I heard about that. that I heard about that. The sack and just did. on that man. You, do you know what was the most amazing and wonderful thing to me about his performance that day? Was who he was facing as a kicker. I was so happy to see him beefy on the losing end of that shit. A beefy kicker. I was like, you motherfucker couldn't kick a goddamn extra point when you was here. Fuck off. Old fat foot. You know what I'm saying? Old fat Randy. I was like, yo, he kicking for these motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> and then the bitch had the nerve to nail shit. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I know. You, you saw him make a couple of them. You're like, oh, okay. You, you know have done what I'm that. saying? Bitch ass. It's all right. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter. Randy Bullock is perfectly happy sitting on the couch for the playoffs. Yep. Hope you do. Good for him. But have fun yeah, in Tennessee, no. buddy. No, that dude there, that, oh my God. Evan McPherson does not have to pay for a single meal in Cincinnati Bro. for at least the next six months. Hold on. Evan McPherson. First kicker in NFL history to sell out not tw- once, but twice on jerseys. His oh, jerseys shit. on two back-to-back orders have sold out. Oh, shit. Oh, no shit. Yep. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that dude has been a goddamn machine all fucking season. Yeah. And I'm talking about... In a to a point where motherfuckers are looking at him like, "Yo, we gotta have him back far enough now." There ain't no way he can. What the shit? All right, well, like, here's the thing. He's made the ones he's made. Yeah, I'm waiting for the day Zach Taylor goes. Let's let the boy have the record because <laughs> Tucker has it with 66, right? Yeah. Okay. Damn. Jesus. If you watch the pregame practice, Evans. Routine is do a 22, a 44, 66. 22, 44, 66. He makes almost every one of the 66. He has a higher percentage of making them in practice for the 66 than he does the 22. Jesus. 
Really? He's missed more of the 22s than he Jesus. has the 66s in practice. Right. Talking about where, practice? Where, <laughs> where is he? Is he kicking him from down the middle in 66, or is he kicking him like to the right hash mark or left hash so mark? So usually what kickers do is they'll do left hash mark, middle, yeah. right Because the mark. 22 is more of an angle. I understand but the how fact, that works. But still, you're, if, but he's, if he's putting it through at 66. Yards, man. And there's some of the ones, like when I'll watch like the the – the feet of, of the, the warm-ups. And, mm-hmm. He'll have 66, and it'll be not bouncing off the bottom of the post like Tucker's was. It'll be through the fucking middle. Wow. He has. He's a tiny man with a powerful leg. Do either one of y'all watch uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah. Fucker has a right foot kissed by God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, I I am glad that we have that position now locked down. Well, I, I because also, that's been such a fucking nightmare for us when we have the defense fucking make a big stop after the offense then got us close in the game, and then we send fat fuck dick bag out there and he shanks a fucking thirty yarder and it's like what the fuck is it? So I mean, the fact is we had so much of that that this guy not only to be as fucking um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, consistent as he is, but to be consistent from those long distances, so they ain't got to work as hard pushing closer and closer. They they know they can fucking like give like give some fucking space, and he'll be all right. All right. Does anyone else feel also like there's a little bit of Zach Taylor being like? <laughs> That's why I spent a fifth round pick. I mean, why not? Because like people, absolutely, so many people shit on him for picking it for a kicker in the first round, fifth round. Fifth round, yeah, yeah. There I mean, so many people that shit on him for picking a kicker, and I'm like, I don't. I, if you're taking the best one, yeah, yeah. sure. Yes, people say absolutely. that's why you draft a kicker. That's why you draft and properly scout a kicker. Yeah, because think about R- Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. If you don't, if when you, you said this is, is why you draft it, it this is why you do it right. This yeah. is why you. Yeah. I mean, I know we all remember. I forget what season it was. It was like three, four seasons ago when, like, almost every fucking game was decided by kickers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, kicker is a fucking – it's more of an important spot than you think it is because you can have the dopest offense, the dopest defense in the world. You're going to run up against somebody that's going to make you kick a field goal to win the game. And <laughs> if you ain't got the motherfucker that can do it, you know, like we had forever – then you're going to look like we were forever. Remember, uh, there was a Jaguars-Saints game almost 20 years ago where the Jaguars were up by seven. You know where this is going? No, I the just Jaguars... asked if we remember a game from 20 years ago. Uh, okay. We're talking about Schubert. I know. <laughs> That's that uh, spectrum tism. kicking in. Uh, Jaguars <laughs> were up by seven. and then... to be on his side of the spectrum. <laughs> Don't be on my side of the spectrum. It fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. I get laid sometimes, so. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but the Jaguars yeah, you up by seven. water on that tiger costume. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's that my was joke. Not water. <laughs> um, so the Jaguars are up by seven. I think the Saints are in their own territory. Jaguars are up by seven. The Saints scored a touchdown with like several laterals as time expired. John Carney missed the extra point to tie the game. Hmm. He missed it wide right. Mm. I mean, I don't I mean, remember that, but that sucks. It's hilarious. Let's go with it even more. And uh, well, we'll talk about that in a moment, I'm sure. 
I was about to say an even more current fucking example was that fucking uh, cheat. Who did the Chiefs play last? Bills. Chiefs Bills game. That Chiefs Bills game, like ten seconds, two passes, thirteen, thirteen, thirteen seconds. No, 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 because they kicked the field goal to ten. I mean, at three. Excuse me. So he only took ten seconds to march them down the field to put them in that position. Ten seconds. I think the most underappreciated moment from that the Chiefs Bills drive, which first of all, I've said numerous times, Chiefs Bills game from last weekend, best game I've ever seen. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. up there. Yeah. But I think the most underappreciated moment from that drive was Travis Kelsey getting a critical eight yards after the catch. Oh yeah. That yeah. made it go from oh, yeah. a fifty seven yard field goal to a forty eight yard field goal. Very manageable for Harrison Butker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the fact is, is that a kicker is going to be put it this way: a kicker ain't important until he's important. You know what I'm saying? A kicker ain't important until he's important. But that, you know what? If you're going to take that someone who's going to be that important at that moment and put him somewhere slightly more comfortable, that's that's what he's going to. I can that eight it. extra yards is a big. Yeah. It's oh no, you're right, you're right. Oh, but I'm talking about uh, our boy Evan. Yeah, like. Kicker ain't important until he's important, and that motherfucker has been very important. He reminds me of he he remi- he legit <laughs> reminds me of Justin Tucker. Yeah, I think he's yeah he's a, I think he's a better version of that. I can dig it. And the one great thing about him being as good as he is this season is the fact that he is exactly what a team like this needed. Also, because he's a rookie, yeah, dude, how many rookies we got that's murdering? You know what I'm saying, Chase? But I'm McPherson. just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but uh, what I'm saying about him is is that. This is a team they're relatively new, they're young, they're gelling quite well, but they're doing good enough in this season to keep us close. And to have somebody who's going to be that automatic, to know that you you got pressure on you trying to move the ball, sure, but you know you got a little bit of breathing room to know that if you can't push the ball down the field as far as you want to, you got a kicker that can take these long ass shots. Yep. So at least the and drive won't em. be com- yeah. So at least the drive won't be a complete waste. Right. It won't just be a three and out. No, uh, the 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 safety blanket of having a kicker like McPherson is why you spend a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a that's a that's a a cushion that you either have or don't have. And you you've seen. You know, you've seen teams that just don't trust their kicker enough to go for it. Yeah. And then they're put in a real weird position of having to try too hard to make something exactly. else happen. And exactly. yeah, so that's a great comfort, a, a great cushion to have. I remember um, Browns were playing the Saints, I think, four or so years ago in 2018. And the Browns kicker Zane Gonzalez. The wind was coming out of the out of the west at thirty two miles. <laughs> and Lloyd Johnson was fucking himself at a forty five degree angle. There was a blue Chevy passing the stadium right as his foot made contact with the ball. I was at Kings Island. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I'd broken a, I'd broken a shoelace three days before. <laughs> and and Lloyd, why was I at Kings Island? Oh God. You're trying to fuck somewhere. Dude, bl- I'm about to say black people go to King's Island. What the fuck I are you trying to Billy say, man? I Billy and Alicia that year. Were you trying to fuck Billy or Alicia? I don't know what you're going for here. No comment. Uh, <laughs> but no, I was watching that game. At- both. Yeah. Definitely both. Of course. Oh, of course. Um, but I was watching the Brown Saints game, and like Zane Gonzalez, our kicker, was sucking that day. And he was lining up for like a game-tying field goal. It was like a 48-yarder. And I looked at that screen. I'm like, there's no way he makes this kick. <laughs> and he fucking biffed it. Yeah, I... I- it's happened a million different times where you're like, 
Like mm-hmm. I said, a kicker ain't important until he's important. Like uh, the, there was a Bengals game just what two three seasons ago where you saw him like, uh, is uh, is beefy kicker gonna make it from forty? <sighs> no, we'll just try and get some extra yards and then the time fucking oh, runs yeah. out. By oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember the the Bengals <clears throat> Chargers game week one last year? He missed it like two time zones past the yeah. red upright to tie yeah. the game. Dude, let me say this to y'all one more time. This motherfucker couldn't kick shit. Not a damn thing. Couldn't kick shit off of his own shoe. Not at all. Okay, okay. I, I will slightly disagree with you there. Bullock was very consistent, but in a, when he had kicks that had any semblance of importance, yeah. he choked. He was not a pressure yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, but see, the problem is, is that if you're going to be a championship team, you got to have a fucking pressure kicker yeah. well you also you got just gotta you know there's a guy you can have a guy like randy Bolt who's good between this range and this range he's very consistent very pr- i mean i'm but sorry the pressure matters that's the only thing people are going to remember is if you fuck up i'm sorry the that's mother- why people consider but- vinatieri the greatest kicker of all time not because of like not just because of his longevity but the fact that he can kicked two Game-winning kicks in Super Bowl. Yeah. Also, did he yeah. look like he was half asleep when he went out to kick? <laughs> Anyone else ever notice that about Vinatieri? Like, he always looked like he was just like he looked like he literally was like, oh, that was a great massage. I don't what, even oh, really... what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, oh, I got a kick. All right, yeah, I got you. I don't even really need to be here, do I? All like, right. He just had. I could look. just I could just put my shoe on the field and it could take care of this for us, right? He just had that look like, oh, oh, what are we doing? Oh, what? Oh, you you guys need me to do this? Thing? Yeah, I got you. I'll do the thing. I'll do that thing again. Yeah, I got you. Like he, it, it just had that vibe to how he played. Like, all I'm saying is Bullock was missing extra points, dog. Yeah, I know. And, and this before they moved it back. Yeah, that's right. And um, also because prior to McPherson, Bullock had the record for the longest field goal in Bengals right. history. Also, I think he also had the most times fucking up a kickoff. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, let's temper what we're saying here with uh. You know that thing that you're expected to do yeah. exactly right every time? Yeah. I think you fucked up four in one season, which is pretty pretty ridiculous. Pretty, pretty bad. Big. Pretty big. All you got to do is keep it within like a fucking like 55-yard range. Yeah. I mean, he fucked up four of them in a season. When do you even hear of a kickoff getting fucked up? When, when, uh, when it goes out of bounds. I understand how when, how when that Bullock happened. got on the field. That's when <laughs> I suck. Yes, Alex, you, yes, you do. I, I, well, here's the thing: when he gives those autistic, super like li- <laughs> super literal answers, my autistic brain goes, "That was a solid answer." <laughs> but as soon as I realize that I'm agreeing with the answer because that is that like. As soon as I realize, like, oh, I'm agreeing with this because it hits that super rational part of my brain, then I know to make fun of him for it. So, like, Alex has basically just become a whipping boy for my own my own shitty coping mechanisms for my autism. Don't make the sound. God damn it. Lloyd would never be mean to Alex if he never agreed with Alex. You know, I'm mean to Alex. But I, I have a hard time hearing other people be mean to Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's like, not about right. I like I'm protective over where it's like me and Billy were sitting here making fun of Alex, right. but there's one of them where Alex, like, I watched his reaction. I'm like, am I about to fuck up Billy? And I'm like, no, no. What are, 
like just my like my gut reaction to things. As soon as I feel like someone's hurting his feelings, yeah. I'm I'm ready to fight him. So that's because it is understand as, that I am aggressively protective, but yeah. also I nobody beats on my little brother but me. Yeah. Yep, that's my daughter's <laughs> little brother. I know she's ten years younger than him, but that's my daughter's little brother. There it is. Yep, Lily gets to pick on him, and that's it. That's <laughs> so. Well, then in that case, thank God you never went to Thompson House back in the day. Oh, I did. <laughs> Boy, we used to fuck with Schubert. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Thompson House was fun. I either had the some of some of the best sets I've ever had were there, and some of the worst sets I've had were there. That was everyone at Thompson House. Oh, yeah. Oh, Thompson House was a fucking Wild West show. I remember sitting there for two back-to-back shows and watching Jay murder. Yeah. And then just eat a giant plate of dicks with the exact same material an hour and a half later. Look, I mean. And when I say eating those dicks, I mean like he he could tell as he was saying shit that the crowd wasn't going to be into it. So you could see his confidence breaking. Like by the Hmm. end of the show, he looked like he had had the posture of like a salad shrimp. Jesus. He was like, oh, God damn it. Like he knew it was going nowhere. That's a hell of a thing for Jay Armstrong. That's a hell of a thing for that dude. It's no knock on Jay. Right. Just, no, like, no, no, no. I'm just saying. The, yeah. The, the crowd went from like on board to so not hearing anything he was talking about. That, oh, yeah. Like you just watched like him going from like riding high to like the giant plate of dicks in, uh, in an hour and a half where he's like, Whoo. it's almost like, like you could hear his brain being like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this just worked. I just did this. It just was fine. Like, <laughs> but. Uh, the life of a comic. Yeah, but so, anyway, let's sorry. move on. Yeah, dude, because like Jay didn't stand a chance with the, with the that audience. But do the Bengals? That's one of my shitty segues. I love them. Uh, do the <laughs> Bengals? I legit. I mean, we're biased because we're Bengals people. How much of a chance do they have against the Chiefs? Um, what do they have to do to beat Kansas City? The second half of the last game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the thing is is that I've run into a lot of people that's like, oh, it's automatic. What are you talking about? We're going to Super Bowl. We're going to. I'm like, look, Patrick Mahomes is not a motherfucker you beat twice. Like, nope. I'm pretty sure that he has been watching every goddamn bit of game film he possibly can. All right, but Joe Burrow's not the dude you beat once. Oh, look, I'm not saying that I have no faith in Joe. I'm just saying that all these people that are saying it's automatic, well, it ain't automatic. All right, so the point I'm making is. Remember, we beat Baltimore the first time, and they're like, oh, yeah, Baltimore ain't a team that loses to you twice. Dude, Baltimore and is And what's not her face? God, I always forget her fucking Kay. Kay Adams? Kay Adams. She went, but Joe Burrow's not a guy you beat twice. And I think that was one of those. Yeah. And and again, I'm my comments are not to take away from Burrows at all. Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. Burrow. Is what is it? Look, I'm going to call it. His mama called him Burrows. I'm going to call him Burrows. Mama ain't never called him Burrows. But that's not the point. I'm going to call it anyway. My point is, is this. I'm not taking anything away from Joe and the rest of the squad. What I'm saying is, is that this motherfucker put him in field goal range in 10 seconds from a touchback. Yep. That's what I'm trying to say. That's fine. So let's so let's not just let's let's two realize and two timeouts. Thank you. That's so let's tough. realize that at this point in the game, we have a team that can beat them. We definitely can, can do it. Them. No, 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 no. That's what I'm. You. That's part of my can, dog. That's part of my can. What I'm saying is, it's, I think it's important yeah. to say did. Beat okay. Them. So I will say it 
more properly then. I will say we have a team that can beat them, part of that being because we already have. Here's where I slightly disagree. Mm -hmm. This is – and I've been saying this since before Kansas City advanced – this is Kansas City's revenge That wants to game come back and beat us. But. By a thousand. It's what I've been saying. And Lloyd, let me say it. Yeah, you're, you're not competitive. Like That's a thing, that's a thing <laughs> yeah. that guys who didn't compete think. Oh, this team wants to beat it. They wanted to beat us last time. Last time was a must win for them. Last time was a home field advantage for them. Yeah. And they still lost. It's not like they're going to come out and, I don't know, yeah. Like I don't know, like what, what, like, and try harder. No, they tried their asses off and still fucking lost. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's automatic for yeah. sure. I'm not saying that Kansas City is a fucking dangerous team. Exactly. What I'm saying is that the coaching staff knew what they had, asked a lot out of both sides of their team, and got a lot out of both sides of their team. Yeah. If you look at that second half, what Lou Adarumo did with the fucking defense holding. Mahomes with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey to three fucking points in the second half. Yeah. That's a dude who understands what he's playing with. Yeah. What he's playing against. I mean, I'm and again, I'm not saying that we don't have a chance because I I well, first of all, let me let me start with this. I'm a natural pessimist. So therefore, I want to be wrong. I you already said you were want to be we wrong. Got that. Stop talking to me. I already said that I work. Hold on. Tell me one black man that ain't a natural pessimist. Tell me one. Didn't nobody ask you to be right. All right. Anybody, ask, anybody ask you to be talking, shut up, man. Shut up, man. You think Obama wasn't a pessimist? All right. All right. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, I should not have derailed this conversation. My bad. Anyway. Can't wait to edit that out. My boy. <laughs> Just in case he does successfully edit it out, uh, Schubert said Obama wasn't black. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I couldn't say it. I knew I could not say that out loud. I am. (laughs) If nothing else, Phil, this is why we're friends. Oh, I'm gonna play this for Thomas and Rami at work because they're gonna be like, "See this? They're, they're gonna understand exactly what I meant." Oh God damn it! Uh, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I want to be wrong. I desperately want to be wrong. Yeah, because I want these boys to take it. I do. Here's- I'm just not. And, and to be honest with you, also, I'm a lifelong Bengals fan. I didn't watch us drop. Like, the fact that we have two playoff wins right now is a fucking... Like, I am not being greedy. <laughs> I am not being greedy. I'll put it this way. I was wrapped up and happy and done after the first one. Yo. Yo. I'm the second you one... Uh, like you can ask... You can ask... Like, Sarah was... Saw... Like... Yeah. I'm sitting there like... I don't, even, I, don't, I don't really even know what to do. You know what? I got to be honest with you. People kept asking me, like, what do you think, Phil? What do you think? I'm like, I think we could take one more. I don't know if we can get past that. Like, I, I, I don't know what the AFC championship holds for us. 
But for some reason or another, when we uh. made it past the Raiders and we were looking at the Titans, I was like, yeah, I think we could take them. I thought the Titans I feel were like very we beatable. Yeah. And we Here's were right. So in my head, I was so much more concerned of playing the Bills because we're a pass-first team. Right. Playing them in negative nine-degree fucking weather. <sighs> and you know who the Chiefs might not have this week? Uh, Matthew. Tyre Matthew. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which... Yeah, I mean, that, that factors in. But hey, my hey. point being is... Honey Badger don't give a fuck. I'll put it this way. If I was putting money on the game... Right. I can't confidently say I would go with the Bengals yeah. for this next game. Right. But also, I'm frustrated watching how hard this city hedges based on what everyone on that staff has done all year. And they went, stop. Stop framing us as the underdog. Stop framing this as we're not this good. I mean, I so I, I think some of that is in my brain as. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to say because, you know, this is Cincinnati. We're a Midwest city. We're a pragmatic city. And this is a city as a perfor- as an artistic performer, I can say, motherfuckers don't fuck with you until you big. So motherfuckers don't fuck with you until you good around here. And so the fact is, is that. I am probably carrying, yeah, and I am carrying a lot of that same fucking disappointment from all these years past, especially when we're talking about we've had teams that were so good that there is absolutely no fucking reason why we went 30 plus years without a fucking playoff. You tell me the the seasons seasons with Chad, Pujanzada, and Chris Henry. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no fucking reason. So it's like, at this point... Like I said, the fact that we have two fucking playoff wins, I'm like, yo, I'm just not being greedy. Now, here's what I will say. If they lose the Super Bowl, I will be much more optimistic next season. And the only reason I say that is because if they prove that they can make it all the way to the bowl and this is a young team, they ain't going to do nothing but grow. Exactly. And they ain't going to do nothing but gel more. I feel like all of that's understood. Yeah. My point is, all year, me being as logically brained as I am, I go, right, so Vegas odds first the Raiders are this. Those are people who probably put a lot more time into this than I did. Right. Vegas odds here are this. I haven't seen, like, the the updated, because I usually don't do them until, like, Thursday night, Friday morning odds for, for the right. games. But also all year I've been hedging – against the Bengals because of that logic brain. And the only thing they ask over and over is stop doubting us. Yeah. Stop treating us like we're not going to win because other Bengals teams haven't. And I, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. They have, in my opinion, earned the lead, the, the benefit of the doubt that I'm not giving them. Right, that, and I think and that's where we're. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've, I'm, earned, they've definitely earned it. I'm not saying they haven't. I'm going and out I of mean, my way to give it to yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Because the my fact, natural gut instinct is not to give it yeah, to them. Yeah, but I'm yeah. because of the fact that like they've done way more than I expected. Yep, and they've done it with enough stank on it. Yes, that I go. You know what? Hold yes. on. Let me let me stop being that. Pe- and, Here's the thing: if they lose the game. I'm not even upset uh-huh. that much. They uh-huh. did way more than I expected. Yep. Significantly also, more. Yeah, yeah. But also in the way that I'm going to talk about this, if anyone asks me, I'm not going with that same 
hedging the bet style. I'm going, you know what? No, they have just as much fucking right to be there, and they have just as, my, just as much right to be in that conversation as any fucking body else. Because there, there were multiple people that said, uh, I, I saw one. Go ahead, Phil, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the fact that I, in the fucked up part about my brain is the fact that I don't even say that they don't deserve to be there. It's just a factor of, again, that's why my statement is I, they've earned more credit than I'm giving them. So I because think- I can look at the numbers, look at the stats. I can look at the games that they've won. I can look at the games they've lost. And I can say they deserve to be where they are, definitely, as as talent-wise. But as being a motherfucker who watched fucking Carson Palmer become a superstar and then become a bitch. Watched Andy Dalton become a superstar and then become wave and then become shaky. Like I just want these dudes, like I said, if they lo- even if they lose the Super Bowl, I will be far more optimistic next season. Hell, if they have a close game and lose this fucking next game against the Chiefs, I'm still more optimistic than I was before. Because so you I'll know give, where their weaknesses are. Right. But <laughs> I'll also, I'll give you this deferment. You're one of the only people we have on that's older than me. So you have even more of that jaded mm-hmm. Cincinnati fan thing than I do. So Dude. I will defer on this point that, yeah, I get it. And this is like when you look at like Zach Taylor, when you look at Joe Burrow, when you look at Jamar Chase, these three guys are like <coughs> they understand the concept of being Bengalized. Yeah. And all three of them are like, we're not going to let that happen to us. Yeah. Not only not, not only we're not going to let that happen, but why are we talking about it? Yeah, I get it. I get it. And that's, I, the vibe, that's the vibe and, I love. And to be honest with you, what makes them earn that credit even more is that they have done so much with rookie starters. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is literally the fresh start. This is literally oh, why did you just say that the with ground. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Think about, think about every player the Bengals have drafted <sighs> since 2020. The first three players we drafted this decade were Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Logan Wilson. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you have, if, a, you have a coach who's willing to listen to the people he's putting that that were put in place before he was even here. Like you know, heads of player personnel, Chip, but all I'm just, those guys. But see, here's here's what Duke, I'm going to say. Chip, hold, hold, let me finish the. Go ahead. You know, the guys, Duke, Tobin, Chip, Chip, uh, Chip Morrison, the, all the guys that have been in place here that have excelled, that have done better than expected right. for a small market team like ours. Zach Taylor came in and went, okay, I don't know your job better than you. Yeah. And, I mean, I get that. But at the same time, let's also take into effect, uh, take into account that Marvin was a pretty good fucking drafter. Like, yeah. we got masked. We got great talent under Marvin. All right, all right, but well, the fact of the matter is, is that at this point in time, we're looking at a team where, to be honest with you, I felt that season one – we did well considering the fact we had a new quarterback and a new head coach. Season two, we picked up a bunch of rookies, and I'm like, okay, I believe that this year we're going to have a winning season. I don't necessarily know if we're going to have a championship season. And then these dudes started fucking producing. So I'm talking about you you have what should be for these boys a clean slate. And you have what should be for these boys a situation where it's like, Nobody should really be doubting their their right to be there. Right. Nobody should doubt their chances against KC. Right. 
But I'm just, I, I, but I remember when the Bengals were up and the Reds were down, and then Reds would go down and the Bengals would go up. And now we've seen yeah, too many you, years. You yeah, care about the, you yeah. care about the hit the ball with a stick game. That's not a sport. <laughs> Don't you be talking about my Reds, my my Helen Love, right, her Reds. Hey, don't you, you know be, don't you be sitting on my Reds, damn it. If we're calling baseball a sport, then skee ball gets to be a sport. <laughs> if baseball's a sport, then I'm fine. Yeah, we'll keep calling bowling a sport. Fuck it, call poker a sport. Whatever I'm gonna, skill games. What yeah, the, sure. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to introduce you to Kabaddi and watch you watch your head explode. All right, we did. We actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know about Kabaddi? Oh, I just found out about it, dog. Yeah. I'm fucking addicted. I'm a combat sports guy. I'll Yo. show you shit that you aren't aware of yet. Yo. Happily. All right. So, yeah. But I, I, Alex is making a point. All right. So, I want to make one point and then we can get back yeah. to Marvis, <clears throat> Marvin Lewis on his last season said he wished he had listened to his staff better on some of the draft picks. That's well, the, his I last season that. here. A reason that. why Marvin like succeeded with the draft is because at times, like with Chris Henry, with even Vontaze Burford, he was willing to take character risks. Right, but yeah. not only that, but he was saying, like, because apparently, like uh, like I said, Duke Tobin, Chip Morton, they don't even take character shit into, they go numbers, by stats. the numbers. Like, you know I mean, look at a guy like Marcus Hunt. No one will talk about how that dude was way more successful than anyone would have ever thought he would have been. But Marvin, on his last year here, said he wished he had listened to Duke Tobin and Chip Morton and those guys more. Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor came in and went, Okay. Yeah. Had nothing but respect for Marvin Lewis. So he goes, I'm going to do exactly that. And when he sat down in the draft room, he goes, I'm going to have the last say, but I want to hear all of this. And then he, everyone agreed that he went along with what the people who are more experienced in that world suggested. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. We're talking about a totally different culture, a totally different way of thinking from the top down. And so, therefore, that's why second season with a new head coach and a bunch of rookies, I'm looking at an at an adjustment season. And these boys said, no, 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 no. We've already adjusted. We're good. And they went to fucking work. And so, therefore, I am willing to admit that they deserve more credit than I'm giving them. I'm just a fucking Cincinnati pessimist. What what the, what the what this team did when they came in? They said this is who we are going to be yep. for like immediately. Like, this yeah. is who we're going to be for the foreseeable future. And to be honest with you, that was something that they needed to do because of people like me and the and the and the attitude that I have. They knew that they had to come in and establish their own identity. We are not the old Bengals. Nope. We are literally a new team. Stop the new day, Roblo. Stop huh? it. Stop saying literally like Rob Lowe. <laughs> you have to stop doing that. If you doubt my love for Parks and Rec, then find another room in the oh, house to sit in, my dude. I don't doubt it. And I'm right. <laughs> but understand that. To be honest with you, he wasn't even crossing my mind when I was saying it. That's just something I say. Right, but... but when you say it that way, it crosses my mind. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Phil. <laughs> well, literally, no. Uh... <laughs> But the fact is, is that Grown. they had to come in and establish that. They and had they to did. come in and show themselves right. as a new team, and they successfully did it. Yep. Let's, let's let our yeah. push us on. Because, uh, yeah, we're at an hour 21 right now. <laughs> yeah, we're bogging pretty heavy. <laughs> yes, we are. And I like content-heavy stuff because we actually still have burns to get to. But before we do, Lloyd, how about this network we're on, huh? Fuck yeah, Sports Drink Daddies. Sports Drink Daddies. To, uh, today's episode of Fuck You Like the Bengals. 
is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Sports drink. Sports drink. But Phil? Yo. Lloyd? Yeah. You ready to take down these goddamn chiefs? Oh, mm. As soon as Lloyd's done peeing, we well, are. Well, while we got this pee break, I just wanted to, because we, we had we had the breeze pass because we've been content heavy today. Uh, I love content can, heavy can, stuff. Can we address AB for one moment? Antonio Brown? Yes. Let's please. Just, just, just enough to say that has anybody seen the shit he posted on Twitter? Oh, the Ravens uniform? No. And the, the Bucks eliminated? Yes. I lost my shit, Oh, my dude. God. That was so fucking funny. Dude, that Yo. was a power move. As soon as I saw that shit, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> if Yo, you don't. I'm going to say this. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it. Antonio Brown knew what he was doing. He was walking off the field when he raised his hands up. Because he said, in my opinion, when he walked off the field, he said, if these motherfuckers get eliminated, I'm memeing the fuck out this moment. Exactly. And you saw that shit. I did. The, the, the picture he posted. The Bucks eliminate. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I can still hear. I just was peeing. Oh, my God. It was so good. Okay. Um, well, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes you get in there and get deaf. Uh, no, that's a. <laughs> But you what, got the blood flow for that. You know, I don't. You know what? I was about hey, to go you remember further. Remember when you walked in and we went. <laughs> you got the blood flow to make you go deaf. I don't. So, now if you're the kind of person that doesn't laugh at that. <laughs> I was talking about AB, but yeah, that too. <laughs> if you're the kind of person that doesn't laugh at what AB posted oh. on Twitter with the Bucks eliminated thing. I'm oh sorry God, you don't so know how to funny. experience joy. That was so yeah, just, goddamn funny. Oh, my God. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I saw one dude posted. Uh, he photoshopped a Jets cheerleading outfit on Antonio Brown. Oh, damn. Oh, it was so fucking great, dude. You know, it was probably quite a few people in the Bucks organization that just looked at a picture. You son of a bitch. You know, he's about to, you know maybe he's about to sue a box, too. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't wait. Oh, shit. Oh yeah, he has he has enough behind him now. He, he can sue them with a uh, they were trying to keep him from getting his bonuses. Blah, oh blah, blah. damn! There's been players who've done it yeah. with less fuel. So word. All right, let's roll. Let's roll with <clears throat> these burns. <laughs> Let's start with the mascot, KC Wolf. What do you got, Lloyd? You know how they tell you don't get your dog from a breeder because it'll probably be inbred? <laughs> yeah, same for your mascots. Don't get your wolves from fucking Missouri. <laughs> KC look, Wolf looks like Andy Reid going to, to a cosplay event as a cat. <laughs> this uh, KC Wolf, he, he just looks, he looks like a a rejected Disney character. Yes, he does. Like he looks like somebody that somebody in the back room at Disney like put together as a prototype from some spare parts 
And they just like, looked at him and was like, hell no. Nah. And they just tossed it back there. And somebody from KC was like, yo, who the fuck threw this out, dog? What's he, up? He looks like a, in, like instead of Disney running a theme park, like if Aldi's <laughs> ran a theme park. <laughs> he looks like a Disney character in a Family Guy cutaway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is good. Uh, his... Uh, I almost said his owner, but the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you know that's how he sees it. Freudian yeah. slip there, Alex. Uh, <laughs> uh, Django Unchained in theaters. Clark Hunt. <laughs> Clark Hunt, what do you have? He looks like the kind of guy that was a cheerleader for the school <laughs> hall monitor. <laughs> Clark Hunt looks like he sells boner pills on Fox News. <laughs> Uh, uh, this particular picture, Clark Hunt looks like he's looking out over his plantation. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd will get this joke. I don't, I don't think Phil will. Clark Hunt looks like his catchphrase is, if she weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think Phil wouldn't get that? <laughs> I'm more interested in why you thought Phil wouldn't because get that. Because we have seen what his daughter looks like, but oh I don't my think. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, his daughter and now Alex yeah. just told Maybe. y'all that I'm not black well no I mean if you haven't seen his daughter she's <laughs> it's absurd oh Jesus okay I like, think she's like, like a when... former Miss Kansas or Miss Missouri yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then in Missouri. that case Clark look, Clark Hunt looks like he's had his daughter several times without consent <laughs> or as they call it in Missouri had her yeah yeah that's why I stopped at had uh, the GM Whoa. Brett Veach, who he looks like if Ben Shapiro had a normal sized penis. <laughs> Brett Veach looks like he gets upset with anyone that talks about having sex that they didn't have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! The guy looks like he has a fresh pack of roofies in his glove compartment at all times. Last time I think he said, well, I think I said something. Uh, he looks like a. Jared Kushner's understudy in a play <laughs> called He Put What Where? <laughs> uh, Coaching. Andy, Andy fucking Reid, dude. The main reason, reason this dude signed on to work for the Chiefs is so that you can't tell how much ketchup he spilled on his shirt today. <laughs> uh, what did I have? <laughs> this might be a reach, but Andy Reid looks like Bruce Dairy Queens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Andy Reid looks like if Uncle Buck had a drinking problem. I think Uncle Buck did have a drinking problem. <laughs> really? I really need to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid looks like Uncle Buck. <laughs> he looks like John Candy now. There you go. There you go. Uh, <sighs> as a teenager, Andy Reid worked as a vendor at Dodger Stadium his main job was to eat all the leftover Dodger dogs after games. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucking dovetails so nicely into it my did. spilled ketchup. Uh, thank it you. Did. I like that. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, he's the only person in the NFL who can't donate his Super Bowl championship to Africa after a Super Bowl loss, as putting it on a plane would cause the plane to struggle to take off. <laughs> it took me a while to write that burn. Yeah, because I, I realized, You know what? That was very wordy. Mm-hmm. That that burn was so wordy it could still fit on an Andy Reid T-shirt. <laughs> nice quarterback. Andy Reid looks like every time he comes off the practice field, he says the truth is out there. Quarterback. 
Patty Mayonnaise. What do you oh, got? Uh, after seeing pics of his girl and brother, I get why they call him Football Jesus. He clearly enjoys hanging out with underfed whores and the severely handicapped. <laughs> uh, Pat, like you said, Patrick Mahomes has. Uh, Why well, you didn't say this, but you talked about his. Uh, I'll just say the burn. Patrick Mahomes has been on the cover of Madden. Not to be outdone, Patrick's fiance and and his brother have both been on the cover of Please Shut the Fuck Up magazine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the tomahawk chop, you know, the things the Chiefs fans do. It becomes much more tolerable if you imagine them hitting Jackson Mahomes in the head. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this man. Oh. Man is a strong word. Oh, dear God. That's a reach. He That's is more a of a reach child. than any of your segues. What the fuck? Boy's not wrong. Jackson Mahomes. All right, so Alex told me to write Burns for Jackson Mahomes. Okay. And I looked him up, and I I can't. I I don't even have. I don't have enough respect for him as a person to spend my effort like right. All right, so and then he was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do anything something uh, anyway." And I said, "All right, I'll make something up." And then what? Four seconds later, I said, "I got something." <clears throat> he is the. Uh, all right, no, I'm sorry. All right, sorry. Fuck that up. Sound it out. I would rather send. I would rather spend my or have my kids influenced by Michael Jackson <laughs> than Jackson Mahomes. Yes, you know Jackson Mahomes is the complete opposite of Michael Jackson. You know Michael Jackson can dance and touch kids. Jackson Mahomes can't dance and acts like he was touched as a kid. I don't think it's acting. Oh yeah. Uh, no, Jackson Mahomes has the likability of someone who vehemently vehemently defends the use of Native American sports team names. <laughs> like Chiefs. Jackson, Jackson, Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes has all the likability of Gilbert Godfrey's sex appeal. Wow. Uh, Jesus. See, I, I I guess the problem is is that I, I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok and the shirt says yes, Jackson you're an from adult TikTok. Man. So it's like <clears throat> I can only say that I am glad this little fuck has never crossed my path. That's that's all I'm gonna say. My field of vision has never been infected by Jackson Mahomes. Thank God for small. Miracles. Oh, and you know Patrick enjoys um, Thanksgiving food with ketchup, right? Uh, you know what? As long as I only have to see him play football, I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> don't give a shit. I feel like both of them would consider Sprite spicy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> he looks like he's been burned by a cinnamon Tic Tac. <laughs> um. I like this joke a lot. Jackson Mahomes does terrible TikTok dances while wearing bright red Chiefs gear. And Patrick tolerates it, mainly because there's nothing Patrick Mahomes loves more than a turkey that's covered in ketchup. (laughs) Nice. Sorry, I stepped on your lead there. That's okay. Because you know what? I have good news for y'all. We're done talking about Jackson Mahomes. And hopefully everyone is forever. Thank God for small miracles. Meanwhile, the backup Chad Henney... (coughs) <clears throat> uh, I was about to burp. Uh, Chad Henney, <clears throat> his face looks like you'd see it on a bus bench ad selling insurance for dog houses and fish bowls. <laughs> uh, Chad, Henney, Chad Henney wears the number four, which is coincidentally the number of seconds he's on the field before Andy Reid says, oh, shit, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Chad Henney. Chad Henney looks like he has permanent, I just got caught masturbating face. <laughs> I think last time we burned, I, th- I think I said he has uh, 
The only interesting thing about him is he has drunk on a golf course face. (laughs) (laughs) Running back. V.A. Bennett's twin brother, quiet, quiet. (laughs) See, I wasn't going to do that to V.A. I saw it too, but I wasn't going to say it. I mean, I'll say it because I said quiet the first time. What do you have on Clyde Edwards-Alaire? This injury-prone little goblin. (laughs) He looks like his retirement plan is to sell off his dad's Kooji sweater collection. Damn it. That was for you. He is. uh, That was for you because I know that Alex has no idea what I just said. I really don't. You know know why that is? Why? Oh, God damn it. Why, Lloyd? That's your cue. (sighs) (laughs) So fucking white. Oh, yeah. I got to admit, now that I know what it's all about, the deep breath is killing me. Right? (laughs) That literally was a joke. I went like, oh, Phil's going to be here. He'll understand what I'm saying. It's like an old Greg Giraldo joke when he roasted Cat Williams. He's like, Cat Williams is like Afro Sheen. Some white people have heard of him, but no one knows what he does. (laughs) He also called him a pimp and a thimble, which was one of my favorite things ever. So. He said being a pimp ain't easy, especially when you got to stand on the phone books to smack a bitch. God, I think I remember hearing him tell that joke. That's the hardest I've ever seen him kill on anything. Oh, jeez. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is 5'8", which means he's about as small (laughs) as his chances of becoming a productive NFL back. (laughs) Solid. Whatever. Uh, Daryl Williams, back up. Damn, I knew Eddie Griffin hadn't been a lot lately, but I, I thought he was still above acting like he can play running back for the Chiefs. Uh, Daryl Williams looks like Arsenio Hall with people at his talk, as talk show, as talk show chanted, who, 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 who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what? It was almost a black reference. I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have like the, the, I don't know if I have the credibility to make that call, but I, in this moment, I'm gonna give it to him. Oh, man. The line judges have ruled against him. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't believe the judges ruled against a white guy for once. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, it doesn't happen often. No, I don't wait. He made but it it's up. It's a new day. He made it up. Good point. All right. Good point. No, you deserve that. You made that up. That was well, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Should I edit that out? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wide receiver. Jesus. Crown. Uh, Tyreek Hill, who apparently his nickname is Reek, which makes me think that no one in his family's ever watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I didn't write an actual burn for him. I just wanted to remind everyone that Reek was charged with child abuse after punching his, at the time, three-year-old son in the chest. He claims he was training him how to box, which I hope he uses as an excuse in it, while settling his upcoming domestic violence case. <clears throat> Uh, Tyreek Hill said he'd bet his Super Bowl ring that he could beat Usain Bolt in a race. I don't know why he'd want to risk giving up something that could help the punches on his son land harder. <laughs> Damn. Tyreek Hill looks like his neck his neck and his head together looks like whatever the upper body equivalent is of a cankle. <laughs> Like his neck and his head are the same fucking width. <laughs> and you got McCall Hardman. <clears throat> hey man, the week of the uh, you know the AFC Championship game, maybe focus on the task at hand, not getting into Instagram fight with college players for leaving the Georgia Bulldogs for the Alabama. Who cares? Stop it! Stop! Jesus Christ, McCall. <laughs> McCole Harbin looks like the star of a porn parody version of Space Jam. 
<laughs> you should have said Space Jam 2. Actually, he looks like he plays Lionel Jefferson in a porn parody of the Jeffersons. <laughs> he looks like he plays Lionel Richie in a porn parody of, <laughs> of that time that guy came over to his mom's house and listened to Lionel Richie. <laughs> <sighs> I just scrolled to his picture and Phil, and Phil laughed. Oh my Byron God. Pringle. Uh, Byron Pringle, a sports writer, said that he looks like a young Samuel L. Jackson. If he keeps taking hits like he has been lately, in the three years, he will look like an older Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't leave the Samuel L. Jackson thing alone. I don't know. It just as soon as I heard someone say it, I'm like. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy. Travis Kelsey. He said he shaved his beard and was rocking the baby face look as a suggestion from his girlfriend. Groan. I feel you, Kayla. That's just whatever it took to help you forget that you settled for the star of the heat the hit E series Catching Kelsey. <laughs> That's right. I didn't I didn't rose catching Kelsey this time. Because uh I, I have to do this burn from memory because I didn't write it down. It could also Go either way. Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, he uh, gave a salute to UC in his touchdown dance. Gritty. Hmm. No, he did the, oh, oh, UC. It's always gritty. Whatever. Go ahead. But uh, (laughs) it, uh, which is actually a good touchdown celebration considering his other uh, touch on tri- uh, celebration tribute to UC would have been shooting a guy for ha- holding fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. That Thank is a you. good joke. I had to do that from memory, and I hadn't rehearsed it a lot, but I liked it. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I feel like there's people. <coughs> it kind of looked who won't get it, <coughs> but just know, even if you don't get the reference, that was a solid joke. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Guy looks like Ben Affleck if he'd had his jaw broken several times. You mean Casey Affleck? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Ben Affleck if J Lo hit a new low with dating him. <laughs> you know what? Reach. That's okay. Yeah. It was. It was. A, it was a grab, but I'm gonna let you have it because the other joke was so good. Thank you. Uh, I did that joke from memory, too. But uh, Lloyd wanted to move on to this guy, Mr. Blake Bell. <clears throat> Blake Bell looks like if me and Seth MacFarlane had a kid. <laughs> uh, Am <fucking>. I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Blake but, Bell looks like he spends the off-season as a youth uh, pastor. Just like... <laughs> oh, boy. But Lloyd. Phil. Phil. I think, I think we got him pretty good. I think we got him pretty good. Let's move on. Predictions and bullshit. All right. Biggest game of the century. And like I said, every every <clears throat> round this postseason has been the biggest game of the century for the Bengals. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I think I don't feel comfortable making a I don't feel comfortable making a prediction either way. I think this is a winnable game if everything goes right for the Bengals. You're going to get comfortable. That's what we do. We make a prediction. Because <laughs> I was talking. We have a whole segment. Predictions and bullshit. Remember you added it in. I mean, that's what it's yeah. called. But. No. Um, 
was I? I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> but no, if everything goes right for the Bengals, I think this is a winnable game because the Chiefs, as we saw with the one of the, the fucking game of the century, I'm going to be straight up, best game I've ever seen. But the Chiefs' defense is very exploitable at times. Especially over the top, which yeah. is... Uh... That's where Jamar yeah. and T and Boyd kind of thrive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like it. Because Boyd. a little stat for you, uh, the Titans... Oh, what are you going to say? Keep going. The Titans, um, I believe they were ninth in sacks this year. Yep. You know what? The, you know where the Chiefs were ranked? 28th. 29th. Jesus. 29th in sacks. Also, fun fact, I looked up the stats. TJ Watt for the Steelers had more sacks than the entire Falcons defense. Damn. Nice. In 2021. Damn. But, Lloyd, what's your prediction? All right. Uh, straight prediction. Uh, I'm going to say the Bengals take this one. I'm going to say 27-24, game-winning boot, Connor McGregor. I like it. Okay. My bold prediction, Joe Mixon is going to get confused when he sees Jackson Mahomes on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to tee Higgins his ass. <laughs> Uh, my prediction, I'm going to say Bengals 885, Chiefs 2. I like it. All righty. Yeah. I get that safety. I all right, all right, all right. Bold prediction. So, go ahead. Go on. Go on. Bold prediction. That wasn't bold. That wasn't bold at all. Bold prediction. KC Wolf grows a third eye. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Phil, what's your so, prediction? Straight prediction, even with all the pessimism there that I have portrayed on this podcast, I'm kind of with Lloyd that it's going to be a very close game. Bengals will eke out the win. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe in that. Uh, my bold prediction, however, <clears throat> is that Patrick Mahomes is going to be so distraught over losing that he is just going to pull out a gun and shoot his brother in the head on TikTok. Thank you. I like it. You know what? I'd, I'd give him the game if they did that. Yeah. Uh, my prediction, for the sake of optimism, I'm going to say 31-30 Bengals. All right. Player of the game is going to be Jamar Chase. All right. He's going to have 62 receptions for 880 yards. Statistically impossible, but okay. <laughs> Four touchdowns. <clears throat> three concussions. Yep. All right. I'd like to make one more bold prediction. Do it. I think that Evan McPherson's going to end up MVP of the game. Oh, I like it. I don't and think I, that's even a bold prediction. And I think that it's going to happen because there are going to be no other points scored in the entire game except for him kicking field goals. Oh. Like, the, the score is going to somehow or another be 32 to nothing. And not it's just going to be all – and, and, and somehow. Did you not I, mean no, say the word somehow? I'm, just, I'm following with you. Like, he's going to kick a safety somehow. But he's going <laughs> to – On a kickoff, he's going to knock the, catch, the, the guy catching the ball out in the end zone. I, I like mean, it. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. 32 to nothing, all Evan McPherson. All right. Can I make a genuine bold prediction? Go for it. Go for it. If the Bengals win this weekend, they are going to win the Super Bowl. 
I like pretty it. bold, pretty bold. But I'm, I, but I want to see who we up against. I didn't pick a player of the game, and because this might be the last time I get to do it, Drew Sample. Oh, dude. Okay. Okay. I like it. Why is he your player of the game? And I'll say why my prediction. Why I'll explain my prediction as well. You explain yours first. Um, because he goes on the sideline and fucks Jackson Mahomes to death. Okay then. Okay yes. then. Yes. I player of the game. Absolutely. Player of the motherfucking game. Retire. Build a statue of him outside. <laughs> outside of uh, Arrowhead Stadium. No, build it right here in this goddamn apartment. I'm Drew, <laughs> I've been team Drew Sample from the start. Okay. So here's why I say if the Bengals win this weekend, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think overall, Chiefs are the best remaining team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If the Bengals can get past that, what you will have to struggle with, though, <clears throat> is that one of the remaining teams is the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. <clears throat> I don't think there's a real enough person left in Los Angeles to root for a team correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the it's like known as like one of the worst home bases for uh, the NFL. Right. I think so many people there will be filming like their yeah. Instagram stories that they'll be cheering at the wrong times, <laughs> and home field advantage will work against the Rams. Oh, because like um, because like I mean like when you consider the Super Bowl, it's like mostly like corporate sponsors and like super rich people spending like fucking ten grand on a ticket. Yeah. True. Also, Dr. Dre is going to be there, and I think the Rams are so white of a team that they will be <laughs> oh, nervous man. and scared around Dr. Dre. <laughs> the whole the whole Rams organization just stays in the locker room. You know what my bold there. prediction is for the Super Bowl? Go on. on. The best Detroit to L.A. transfer will be Eminem. Yep. <laughs> I'm white, and I get that reference, even though Eminem oh, is also hey, white. He did a rap. He he did a rap yeah. reference. Yeah, he did. He he did. I heard him. Do I do I do I lose any uh you're so fucking white points? Oh no. you, baby. <laughs> Not you're, at all. You're in you're in no. so deep a deficit. You're in so deep of a deficit deficit there. It's You don't feel me. You're so deep in the deficit that even when you do kind of black stuff, you're still white. With it. Yeah. Honestly you're the blackest you can get is it. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my god! This was a fun episode. Yeah, well, dude. I it enjoyed was it. So much fun. I had a good time. We only have one segment left. Plugs. Phil, you are the guest. What are your plugs? Do you have any shows coming up? Oh, Phil's got some shows coming up. I think I do. I think I do. I think I do. I don't. What? No, uh, actually. So this is what I got. This is going to be coming out when? As <laughs> if that means uh, tomorrow thing. Friday. Okay. So yeah, I don't have shit until. February, I will be at the St. Saint, Saint Bernard at the Eagles Club on... Oh, the, yeah, the isn't it like a benefit show or something? Yeah, that Blake's so headlining. Much fun. It's uh, February 26th. And I just got word, this is pretty fucking dope. Two things. Number one, I will be in a uh, showcase at Helium and Indy on... March third, that is a recording for Sirius XM. My dude. Oh, yeah. And first time ever I will be featuring at my home club March fourth through the sixth for Steve Gillespie. So Steve super funny dude. Rules, so I got dude. The, funny fucking dude. I got the I got the host for him one like he was one of the first people I got the host for and now I get to feature. That fucking so rules, I am dude. Congratulations. Fucking, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I am looking forward to that shit for real. Uh, congratulations, Thank dude. you. Lloyd. 
Pluggity uh, Check out the Bastard Sermon. As always. Uh, such a good podcast. I had so much fucking fun on Dude, it. Dude, are you a Patreon guy? Uh, I mean, like, are you a Patreon subscriber to the Bastard no, Sermon? No, come on. No, now. you don't ask that. <laughs> no, I, I only ask that because, like, the, the Patreon episode that Lloyd and I and Lily and Lily's friend Becca and Cody and Luke did may be one of the most fun podcast episodes I've ever done. Oh, dude, that whole regular and Patreon was so much fun. Oh, my God, we had so much fun. Also, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I'm going to shout out a, a, a sponsor we have uh, for the Bastard Sermon that I'm hoping will maybe transfer over, but bangingsnacks.net. 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 Uh, seem like really cool dudes. They have a cool cool little business model. They bring in imported snacks that, from all over the world. Reasonable you know prices. What? The throwing, snacks are banging. Throwing the uh, code bastards and you save 15%. Bastard Ooh, or shit. Bastard or bastards. Okay. <clears throat> and 15% off of uh, what I would call fairly reasonable prices already. So, Dude, I'm absolutely here for it. Dope. Uh, what you got going on, baby? Not a lot of shows right now. I will be, uh, I'll be in Nashville next week, uh, going to a small acoustic show down there, and then just hanging out with some friends. Uh, I'll be in Chicago, probably doing some mics, uh, middle of uh, February. And then in mid-March, I'm going to be in Denver. Colorado. Hubba, so, hubba. Good shit, man. Good I'm, shit. Uh, I went there back in uh, uh, September. And my last day there, I'm like, I was immediately planning my next trip back because Denver fucking rules as a city. Word. Fuck yeah, baby. But I'm going to start. Oh. Um, <laughs> I just hit the the <laughs> mic stand with uh, my headphone wire. <laughs> it got real echoey. <laughs> And 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 Phil is currently laughing his goddamn ass off. But all that aside, I just love the look on Lloyd's face when it happened. He's like, "God damn!" I didn't have my headphones on. I just I know. God damn, Alex. But all that aside, Lloyd, Alex, Phil, Phil, Alex, Lloyd. I think we only have one thing left to say. I think so. Fuck, Fuck you, Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. We, we like, like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals. <laughs>